Good evening, Cindy. <laughs> Good How evening. are you? <laughs> Good evening, James. I am doing well. <laughs> Good. Are you tired? Exhausted. Why? Because it's 11.20 at night, and I've been working all day, and then at work work, and then working all night on Thousand League stuff. Do you? Are you tired? I'm not that tired, actually, yet. Okay. I got some good rest this weekend. Thousand Leagues, this is James Capel and Cindy Way, and this is week 40 of our podcast. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Because it's just funny to me. I'm doing my best here, and you're laughing at me. I'm not laughing at you. We're both tired, both exhausted, Yeah. and you're making fun of me. (laughs) Come on. We're a team. We are a team. So don't make fun of me. I don't make fun of you. I'm not making fun of you. I just thought the whole scenario was kind of hilarious. Why? Well, because you already introduced us, and then you introduced No, I didn't. didn't? No, I just started talking. Oh. Okay. 1,000 leagues. (laughs) Should we No! We're going to go. Let's keep going. We're not going to edit this. We don't have time. This is week 40. We've been doing this for 40 freaking weeks. We've been doing this podcast. Nobody listens, but we do it anyway. (laughs) We're going to listen when we come back. (laughs) We're nothing but consistent. This is true. That's all we are. We're not entertaining. We're not interesting, but we are consistent. We entertain ourselves. Yes. (laughs) That's all that matters. (laughs) Well, apparently I entertain you. (laughs) True. (laughs) (laughs) Week 40. How many days do we have until we set off across the ocean blue? Not many. No mucho. Parama, the, the, the English. Where did we have I, home? Click home. There. Click home. We're at the 1000leagues.com website, and on that site we have our countdown, which says 38 days, zero hours, and 40 minutes. That means 17 seconds. That means by the time this podcast is posted, we will have only 37 days left. That's just over a month. I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking. <laughs> we have a lot to do, but yeah. we're we're making great progress. Let's oh, talk yeah. a little bit about our progress. Last week, what went down for us? Uh, what were some of our wins? Well, I fixed the AS antenna using my mad Navy skills from 20 years back. And uh, now you can find us on Marine Tracker, so that's super exciting. Marine Tracker, what does that do? MarineTracker.com. So it tracks the boats that are in the surrounding area. Wait, it's marine traffic, isn't it? Well, there's two different ones. There's marine traffic and marine tracker. Okay. Anyway, one of those websites. Well, they both do the same thing. It's just which one you prefer. They do the same thing. What they do is they collect AIS data Mm -hmm. from uh, transmissions, and they make them publicly available on maps. Yes. So you can see where the the boats are. Yep. Yeah. So one of our um, so our boat is transmitting AIS data through <laughs> our SciTech AIS transponder, which is powered by our solar panels. Mm-hmm. And you fixed you you bought a new Shakespeare antenna. Yep. Because ours was broken, and you actually installed it yourself. And I'm I can't believe that you did that because I was scared <laughs> to death that I was going to get electrocuted if I did anything with it. But I came home from work, and you had it all replaced. So tell us how you did that. Um, again, I used my mad Navy skills. <laughs> so you learned how to replace antennas in the Navy? So in the Navy, I was a cryptologic technician maintenance, which means, in a nutshell, that I pretty much built computer networks. Um, so we used to run cable all the time. and. So make- I know how to build a computer network, but I don't know how to replace an antenna. Well, it's the same thing. Like, when you chase the wires back, it's just a coax cable that's into the AIS. So, um, once you test to make sure you're not going to get electrocuted, which, you know, I had to do. And so, how did you do that? 
What that was the part I didn't know how to do. How'd you How'd you know if it was hot or not? Well, so I wanted to see um, if it was connected. So the the actual where the solar plane is and the batteries that's hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the uh, again, it's just a coax cable that's not hot. Mm-hmm. And unplugging the coax cable is fine because that's just plugged into the AIS and it gets the power from the AIS. Oh, so it, that you can touch that and you're not going to get electrocuted. Right, right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was scared to do anything with it. So well, I, was, I was too until I traced it and figured that out. And then I'm like, oh, well, that's fine. What tools did that. you use to trace it? Like mm, how- My fingers. All ten of them. You <laughs> <laughs> still have all ten of them. I too. do. So and that's good. my eyeballs. So No, but didn't you use some kind of a... Uh, the voltmeter? Voltmeter, yeah. okay. So um, the voltmeter was to make to see what's live and not live, not to trace the wires. Oh, okay. So, so you used the voltmeter on... You traced the wire and used the voltmeter on the end of it to see... I traced the wire and then saw what it was plugged into and realized it wasn't going to electrocute me. So no, I didn't use it on the antenna. Oh, you didn't use it at all then? No, I used it on the batteries to see if they were live. And they're, they're, well, they're of live. course they're live. Yeah, I wanted to make sure the voltmeter worked. It does. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I probably would have stuck my tongue to the battery or something to see if that's what you do with a nine volt, right? <laughs> well, I'm very happy that you did that. Thank you very much because that was weighing on me. Yeah, it was fun. So, what other skills are you? Uh, what other skills do you have that you're hiding from me? Because I didn't know you could I, do that. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I definitely don't want the clearance to know. Tell you that. No, you know everything. Like that's. The... So you fixed the AIS, which was really, really hot and cool, mm-hmm. and then you fixed the antenna too. Yeah. Which is really oh, that's awesome. Thank so you. we're now transmitting again. Yay! Which is cool, and so that was done last week. And then what are some of the other things that we got done this last you week? You did an amazing job building a giant cushion for my butt. What? You built the seat. Oh well, I just got that done yeah. just tonight. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. All right, though. since we're going to jump ahead, I got the sliding seat working. I'm not a linear thinker. <laughs> and um, so our new rowing position has a sliding seat that I, I've spent at least two weeks working oh, yeah. on. And after this row, I'm going to start Capel's sliding seat systems for ocean yes! rowing boats. Excellent. And I promise anybody who needs a sliding seat, I will deliver. Mm-hmm. Unlike I can get other it companies. <laughs> not not mentioning to get any names out there. But I will take care of you. Excellent. As I am taking care of us. Yes. Brilliant. So I, I'm going to post some pictures of our sliding seat system. I, I think it's provided all the trigonometry of the, the system is good. It's going to be a really sweet rowing position yeah it's very solid and i like i like how you did it and it's very pretty looking too and the seat itself man that is going nowhere i think a lot about software engineering as i'm building this do you because when you build a software system you typically work on individual components yeah and then the pain of the building the system actually you actually incur pain when you try to integrate all the components together into a functioning hole yeah and so that's kind of like the sliding seat system first I got to build a rail rail component, the sliding the rails component, and then I got to build a seat component, yeah. and then I got to build a foot stretcher component, mm-hmm. and then I got to look at the uh, oar lock components, and then you have to put them all together and make sure that they're comfortable and they work well together. So you have and to that's the true like- test. I mean, even even if the oar locks look awesome and the seat works awesome and the sliding seat is awesome or the the rails look great and the foot stretcher if they all don't work together for a comfortable stroke mm. f- over 
3,000 miles and then it's a failure. So, so that's, it's a lot like building any kind of system, I yeah. guess. Any kind of system is the same thing. All the components have to work together and as an integrated whole in order for it to be a success. And you're like really good at seeing the, cause you have to be able to like really take the eagle eye view and see the whole big picture and focus on each individual detail and then the intricacies between each part. And you're really, really excellent at doing that. And it's not just with sliding seats. You're good at that in other aspects of, of living. So. Well, thank you, but uh, I haven't we haven't gotten it all to come together yet for the sliding seat. So or oh, the okay, sliding the, <laughs> for the rowing position. So you have a kick-ass proof, seat done. <laughs> the seat does. Like, you know, even if it's a complete failure, the seat is awesome, and the oarlocks are awesome oh, too. So I really cool. like the. I mean, it's a freak. The individual pieces of this thing yeah. are really cool. I just hope it all comes together well. Like I hope it, the seat is not too high. And, you know, the ore actually reaches the water, <laughs> you know. All this stuff can be a complete failure. So we need to get it on the water and test it as soon as possible yeah. so we can make improvements. But Why are my feet above my head? I can't roll like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we also bought these things called, so we have Cobra, we have uh, Sawyer Cobra mm-hmm. Orlocks, which are these big, I think they're manganese, big metal manganese things. What's manganese? It's a type of metal, oh. kind of like like bronzish, but it's a it's malle- a little bit malleable, so you can bend the uh, ore locks to fit around your ore oh, better, cool. um, but not too tight because we don't want them to get stuck yeah. in there if a wave hits it or something. But um, uh, what was I? Where was I going with this? I forgot. Um, ah. Anyway, <laughs> I forgot where I was going, but we've got really uh, cool Oralocks. Um, and, oh, I wanted to talk about the Oralites. we got these Oralites, which go over, which are collars, which go over the oars. Mm-hmm. The, um, and they, they lock into the Sawyer Oralocks. Okay. So that way you don't have to feather. You're just, just in and out. It's an in and out motion. So you're not wasting any energy on your wrists feathering the oar. It's just because it keeps the oar vertical or perpendicular to the water. That's going to be really hard to get used to. I don't. I think it's so much easier to row that way. Yeah. I, I that You don't have to concentrate about feathering or anything. It's just your brain dead movement over and over Oh, again. my God. Just All I'm going to be out. thinking is don't feather, don't feather, don't feather. <laughs> oh, I don't have that problem. <laughs> I think it's a lot easier stroke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Do you come yeah. all the way up the slide, or is it only like half slide? Um, I don't know. I've never rowed in an ocean on an ocean before. <laughs> we should talk to Roz about that. So I, you know, I'm sure it's going to vary depending on the conditions. Yeah. What we actually do. But like, what's the? I wonder what the normal. You know, I don't is. even think a sliding seat is necessary out there. Oh God, you definitely would want that leg power, though. I I think it's minimal. We'll see, but I, I just imagine I that the not want to use my upper body the that whole time. most of the trip our leg drive is going to be very ow, minimal. Ow, ow, hot okay. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to like use. The, I mean, because it's at least the legs. I mean, in you know normal rowing, it's all the power comes to the legs. Even if you're doing half slide or whatever, it's still you know upper body's along for the ride. If we're using all upper body, that would just be awful. That's the way a lot of rowboats are and have been. That's why I have such a hard time in our crab cake. <laughs> well, when I rowed. Um, to Tanger Island in the back there was yeah. no sliding seat yeah. it was just a fixed it was a fixed seat dory and it was fine well I think you, you had still it's too. incredibly how it's incredible how much you really still use your legs yeah yeah because you have to brace yourself in the boat okay and you're still you're still pushing off the brace you're just not sliding the seat okay hmm it's just different yeah 
Yeah. And it's a shorter stroke. Yeah. It's, you know, not the full compression and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So this is different. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the sliding seat is where it is going fine. We'll have that system done mm-hmm. by this weekend. Yay! So by this weekend, um, I want to have all the safety lines, yep. all the stanchions in, sliding seat system done. I want to have it paint the deck painted, hopefully. <laughs> Um, just like we're going to go to the boat christening on the 16th. And um, we got a bunch of stickers for our boat yes. that we ordered. Yep. Um, including the URL for 1000leagues.com, the name of our boat, the boat registration numbers, and logos and all that stuff. We haven't gotten any stickers from sponsors yet. So Rachel and Greg of um, Rachel and Greg Photography, um, there should be coming... Uh, by Wednesday and uh, Julie Spire should be coming by Wednesday too Inspires Coaching and Development and I haven't heard from anybody else Patricia Harris Realty should be coming shortly I think she ordered it a while ago so they're coming they're just not here yet okay so sponsors if you're listening to this uh, please remember to get your stickers to us uh, before April well before April 16th so we have time to to place them on the boat and make them look pretty and all that Mm mm-hmm so stickers we got last Friday. What did we get in the mail? We got the life raft, which hopefully we never need to use. Hopefully, how how many people is a person life raft? It's is a it? four person Revere life raft, and it weighs about sixty five pounds. Yeah. It's really heavy and quite large. And it's going underneath the fancy rowing position that you just built. So that's another <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that we have we to make sure fits in there. Yeah. And that I don't, you know, make sure I don't have to adjust what I'm doing already yeah. based on the but enormity of this. But it's not in a hard case. So we should be able to squish it in there. I think we'll be fine. We should be able to. It's yeah. just surprisingly heavy. Yeah. I was surprised too. But um, the price of peace of mind. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I don't know if we talked about our immersion suits, but we got those a couple weeks back. Yeah, they are claustrophobic. Woo! Yeah, I just tried mine on again today, and it wasn't so bad the second time. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fun. You'll have to be there. You definitely need to try it a couple times, I think, because the first time was overwhelming. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's also peace of mind. I I mean, that's a big, that's a nice piece of equipment to have. Mm -hmm. Um, I read that even if it has a tear and it fills up with water, you'll still float in that thing. So maybe like cutting the fingers off wouldn't be so bad. I don't think I want water. Ba- you know, I don't want to mess with hypothermia at all. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot <laughs> Any, about anything I can do to to keep water away from my skin. Well, I'm just getting started because it comes. Does it come over your nose like that? Um, yeah, it comes up to your nose. Does it come above your nose or just up to your nose? Well, it's like up to your nose. I don't know if it's probably over a little because bit. Because me, I didn't it was put, like I didn't zip it up all the way. Me, it was like up to here, and so I didn't know if it was too big. No, I think you're fine. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you want to keep everything out of the water, all your skin out of the water as much yeah. as possible. Okay. So, immersion suits now. We have life rafts. Yep. We have personal locator beacons, PLBs. Yeah, we one, one per person. Mm-hmm. We also have a 406 megahertz EPIRB emergency beacon for the entire boat. Um, I think we're, we're, we're going to have lifelines galore in the boat, mm-hmm. um, made out of 316 cable, uh, stainless steel cable. That, so that stuff's not going to break. Yeah. Uh, no way, you know, is our weight going to be able to, to break this stuff. Yeah. We have a toilet. Um, 
We have a toilet. We have, we have tons have... of uh, wash and wipes to wipe after toilet. <laughs> <laughs> toilet tissue. It's another word for it. Disposable wipes. I know, working. <laughs> so, and, and it's uh, ecologically safe yeah, to throw enough. all of that overboard, right? Yeah, it's the, the kind that I got was hypoallergenic and biodegradable. So, it what does biodegradable mean? How? What's the? How long does it take? Do you know? I don't know how so, long it takes to know. Okay. Which concerns too, but at least it is biodegradable. Yeah. Um, and then we have all kinds of um, like shampoos and soaps, and those are all biodegradable as well. And um, so there's like nothing in them, but at least it'll clean us and clean our clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, got all kinds of stuff. We got over a hundred. How many feet of road did you buy? Three hundred. Three hundred feet of road for our para anchor. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling my we kids kids time. tonight they were a little concerned about you know capsizes and stuff like that. And I was telling them that well you know the boat is designed to self right mm-hmm. if it capsizes. We're going to have um, at least 600 pounds of ballast, water ballast underneath the boat, and uh, that's going to help to serve um, as a riding uh, weight for the boat if it capsizes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my kids was asking me about waves that were pushing us in the wrong direction. What are we going to do? And I told her, well, we can't row against these big waves if they're going in the wrong direction. We're just going to have to go with it. you got to mm-hmm. go with nature. But what we'll do is throw our para anchor out, our big parachute that's going to sit in the water and uh, serve as an anchor to hopefully hold us in position as much as possible while these big waves and wind are pushing us in the wrong direction. And that will also serve to stabilize our boat by preventing us from going beam on, you know, presenting our side to the waves and you know that will that will um, knock us over. Mm-hmm. So the pair anchor will also help to keep us stern into the waves and, and uh, keep us stable and somewhat safe and prevent us from capsizing. Yeah. So it was interesting to hear some of their questions and concerns. You know, tonight as I was talking to them about They're thinking it through. That's good. Yeah, and I showed them the emergency suit and mm-hmm. told them that you know if the if the worst happens and the boat starts to sink, then we'll put on our emergency suit and that'll keep us afloat and that'll keep us from getting hypothermia. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have the life raft and then we can deploy the life raft and we'll stick with the boat as long as it's above water. And we'll set off the the emergency bur- the beacon, the EPIRB, and we'll wait for for rescue. And so we should be safe. And we have a we have we'll have food. We'll have mm-hmm. a ditch bag that'll have yep. food in it. We have <coughs> excuse me. We have a portable water maker that we can take with us and throw it in the life raft. And so we can hand pump our water, and so we can be self sufficient in the life raft for quite a while mm-hmm. um, to await our rescue. So. Um, and we have flares. I forgot to mention we have a flare gun. We have plenty of flares. We have handheld VHF radio. We have handheld uh, navigation devices. Sat phone. We have a sat phone, also handheld. So we've done our best to cover all of our safety bases. I don't think there's any other equipment that we could possibly mm-hmm. get that would make us any more secure. We've got a throw line for man overboard. Mm-hmm. We've got safety lines on deck for uh, attaching uh, us um, to two points on the boat at all times while we're rowing and while we're moving around the deck. So I think we've done our due diligence in terms of safety. And uh, we've gotten all the safety equipment that we're going to get and that we need. 
at this point. So, um, Indiegogo, this is our last day for our Indiegogo project. We are 107% funded. Yay! Thank you all very, very much for supporting us mm -hmm. and for helping us purchase that critical piece of equipment. And so, hopefully either tonight or tomorrow, um, I'm going to go ahead and purchase our water maker. We're going to get a Katadyn 40E Survivor. Um, and that will be powered by our solar panels and produces about a gallon and a half of water per hour. Mm -hmm. So we will probably only need to run that a couple of hours a day yeah. to produce the water that we need to drink. And if we lose our electricity or whatever, then it also has the capability to hand pump it. So we can just take it out of the, the locker and hand pump it, hand pump our water from that. And we will also have a spare water maker, which is purely manual. Mm -hmm. And then um, worst case scenario, we will have at least 700 pounds, six or 700 pounds of water ballast in the boat that we can tap into mm -hmm. as a last resort. Mm -hmm. So that's our water situation. Um, we have some people we want to thank for Indiegogo this yes, time. Yes, the um, last two people, the last two heroes who've uh, donated to the campaign. We have Tim and Anne-Marie Fennell. Thank you, Tim and Anne-Marie. Your donation was awesome. Thank we you, guys. We really appreciate you. And then Tom Scroggins. Tom Scroggins. Thank you, Tom. Yep, really appreciate it. Um, that's just, just really great. I, I, we're just so thankful that we don't have to spend, uh, that we, we, we got help buying that water maker. That's, that's yeah, a that's big piece of equipment huge. purchased for us. So yeah. it really, really, really helps out a lot. And a lot of people have donated and, oh and helped gosh. make, make this a reality. So, uh, it's just great. Thank you very much. Um, what else? Indiegogo. Boat christening Did, is April 16th. Boat christening April 16th from 145. 2 to, to 4. 2 to 4. 2, two to, to 4. four. Well, I said 145 in the emails. Yeah, it's 2 One, to 4. You can come a little bit early. It, yeah, absolutely. A few Help minutes us early. The boat in. <laughs> but we're really going to run the program from 2, two to Well, four. 4 is the last. we got to be out there by 4, right? 4 is like when they're closing. And then okay, the, right, 2 to 4. 2 to 4. 2 to 4. 2 to 4. Sorry, 2 to 4. I've screwed up all the email times, but... So we're good. Two to four. Um, did I mention the countdown? We got yeah, I did yeah, earlier. I so we got about thirty-seven days left. Yep. And um, sliding seat is going well. We're gonna have a lot of work done on the boat by this weekend. We're working every night on it. Mm -hmm. And anything else? That's, that's it. All right. This is our status. It's week forty. <laughs> Excuse me. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk anymore. It's been 40 podcasts and my voice is shot. All right. That's all we got. Tune in next week. Hope you'll give us a listen. Thank Thanks. you very much. Good Say night. bye, Cindy. Bye, Cindy. <laughs>